Welcome back to another episode of My Thoughts, My Opinion Sports Podcast. Yo, this episode I'm going to be talking about that the WNBA needs to be taken serious, yo. And I'm going to give you my opinion why they should be. The NBA finally named uh, Jokic as the MVP this year. Uh, I can give you my opinion on that. I didn't agree with that. You feel me? But. What else happened was the NFL finally released that uh, schedule for this year, boy. Yeah, I'm going to talk about those some key games and primetime games that's going to pop off this year. And I'm going to give y'all the recap of the N- NBA playoff. You know, uh, we will not get a repeat of the finals this uh, last year, <laughs> this year. So, but let's get to the WNBA real quick, yo. The WNBA needs to be taken seriously. Why they need to be taken seriously? It's a simple fact that they are professional just like the NBA, in my opinion. You know what I mean? They 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 put the same blood, sweat, and tears as these guys do. You know, they and they are undervalued. And that that sucks that and you what makes it the whole point that sucks that that some of these girls well, let me not not say girls. Some of these women, because that that that's given what they are. They are women. Some of these women is out here sacrificing, you know, motherhood and and you know whatever else they probably you know like to do to play in the WNBA because they feel that the WNBA is the best league in the world, just like how the world feels about the NBA, and. The WNBA is not even take getting taken seriously. That these girls have to fly commercial. You know, that I understand that, you know, it's nothing wrong flying commercial. It's nothing wrong, you know, flying with the average Joe. But at the same time, that uh some of the, the these women should be flying just like how the NBA is. You know, this their jobs. And then, you know, if the commercial was all booked or or something goes wrong on the commercial, anything in that nature, you know, they they are late, they can't perform, they they not on time, anything anything is possible flying commercial. And then and that these ladies have to experience that. You know, and I was sitting here looking at the average WNBA salary for 2020 and 2021. Um and it was like 120,648. And it's only fourteen players in the WNBA that's making over twenty thousand. I mean, two hundred thousand. I'm sorry, two hundred thousand. Fourteen players. <laughs> you know, you know, and the league, the the uh, WNBA minimal minimal play of the player zero to two years make about fifty eight thousand. Fifty eight thousand, and then if you have vet. Three or more years make about seventy thousand. And if you sit here and look at the lowest NBA salary right now, and it's sitting at ninety-two thousand. I'm not going to sit there and put that person name out there. You know, you can go ahead and Google it yourself. But 
The lowest paid player in the NBA right now is sitting at 92000 Almost at 100000 though. You know, a couple thousand away. But, <laughs> the lowest for a female, well, the highest for a female is 70000 You know what I mean? And, and like I said before, man, these ladies are really out here just playing for their passion. Just this, to be out here in this big stage they supposed to be on because I don't believe that the WNBA is on that same pedestal or the same level as the as the NBA and they should be they they really should be it is it, no way that these girls go out here and compete go over and, and and win medals win the gold medal here for the US and not getting paid as least a low salary in the NBA. You're not even getting paid. You they getting they are down like almost thirty thousand. And you expect these ladies to go out here and, and give it their all and 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 sell tickets and sell and all this other good stuff. But you can't even pay these ladies. Now I believe that these ladies should be televised more. They need to. I believe they should get better sponsorship. Um, I think that that will help them out. The same sponsorship that that these guys can go out here and compete for. That these ladies should go out here and get. You know, it's it shouldn't be just. It shouldn't take that Candace Parker to get on the cover of, the, of NBA Two K, the first you know female ever, to finally like kind of break barrels barrels. You know, through just for the next female to hopefully get through. You know, because it's a lot of great females out here that could probably play play in the NBA. You know, so and what's crazy is that um, it seems like nobody wants to really pay attention to them. <laughs> you know, when when they finally scream out saying that, um, you know, we want to get paid. The same we want we want the special equality you know the same rights as dude not special but the same rights as these dudes and and everybody just got like kind of overlook it so I really hope that people will take you know this, their league serious they shouldn't have to go overseas and try to make their ends meet just because overseas is playing them paying them more than we are paying them here. So it it really it really sucks that they got to do that, and that's what happened. Um, how Brittany Grinder got into her situation, in my opinion, that if she was able to get paid, you know, a, a good a decent amount that a WNBA player, should, you know, should get paid, um, she wouldn't have to go overseas. She wouldn't be trapped in Russia, and they keep on extending her uh jail time and all that other stuff, and. We wouldn't be sitting here trying to figure out what's the best way and how we we want the U.S. and the president to, to go over there and say, do something. Try to get her home. She shouldn't be stuck there for all these years, just, you know, for a, a long period of time. Over oh, some daggone weed, dog? Nah, yo, come on, yo. It, it's, it's way bigger crime that's going on over in the world, and, and I don't think Brittany Griner should have to suffer over something like that. You know, but we we just had to support these ladies. You know, we should go out here and 
and buy these ladies' jerseys and go to these games and, and support them. That's what that's what they need. They need a lot of support. As much as we out here supporting NBA, we should support these ladies also. You know, I'm going to make it my due diligence to make sure I go to a lot of games this year, you know, to show my daughter that the WNBA is important, just like the NBA, that these ladies out here hooping and balling, you know, trying to make a career just like the NBA players. You know, we're going to go and check out some games, you know, like the Washington Mystics. That's, you know, closer to us, you know, and, and, and show her and, and show that I support the cause. I believe that the WNBA should get, you know, better equality, better better sponsorship, better everything. These ladies should be getting treated just, just as good as the men, in my opinion. But, that, you know... I, and they also should be getting uh, put on main networks also. You know, ESPN should be able to cover them, not ESPN2. There's nothing wrong with ESPN2, but I think ESPN should go ahead and cover them. Put them on TNT, just like we do the NBA games, just like how we do the college games. Put them on TBS, you know, stuff like that. ABC. There's a lot of networks that these ladies should be, you know, put on, posted on. So they can get a, a a bigger and higher platform. So, you know, I'm going to just go ahead and just leave that up there. Ladies, you, you, you get all your roses from me. And I'm going to just go ahead and give you the. I really do hope y'all really uh get that what y'all looking for. <sighs> Speaking of what NBA was looking for, I don't know what the hell they was looking for when they named. Nikola Jokic as the uh, MVP of the NBA. I don't. I don't really understand what was that all about. I, this is the one time and the one award I do not agree the NBA with this time. I, I really don't. I'm sorry. It is now. Don't get me wrong. Jokic is a good big man. Top three, top five. You know all that. I believe Jokic can can get onto a bigger platform with the right team and and make it to the finals and all that good stuff. Make it deep into the playoffs. I believe I can see Jokic doing that. But this year, dog, this was not the year that I believe Jokic should have become MVP. Now, first of all, let's give go ahead and give a round of applause for Jokic for winning the for winning the award. You know. He he most definitely fought and, and did everything possibly he can do to actually win that award, you feel me? But I I, I just couldn't really I couldn't get with. I think the NBA got that one wrong. I, I think NBA should have been MVP this year. Now, everybody likes stats. I like stats. So here's my opinion why I don't think Jokic should have won. Jokic's stats was almost the same with a few droppage in the couple stuff. You know what I mean? So, and let me let me go ahead and let me tell you what dropped. His free throw percentage had dropped. He was at 86% last year. This year, he was at 81. His assists went down. Last year, he was at 8.3. This year, he was at 7.9. Now, 
snap bad stats. Didn't drop down dra- dramatically or anything in that nature. But it did decline. It did show, and he, his usage went up. He was on the floor for a long period of time this year. It was times when he left off the floor that Denver was in trouble. They had to throw him right back in. Like off of like a 15 to 30 second rest. So, you, he's on the floor a majority of the time. Now, I understand that fatigue and him and his condition and all that other bull crap was pulling him down and, and all that. Now, for Embiid, let me tell you why I thought Embiid should have been uh, MVP this year. His scoring went up completely. Well, not completely, but it went up. He, last year, he was a 28.5. This year, he was a 30.5. Better than Jokic in both years. <laughs> His rebound also went up. 10.6 to 11.7. And... His assist went up 2.8 to 4.2. That's not bad numbers for, I believe, the most dominant big man in the league. I don't Everybody's going to be like, oh, man, Dave, he, how he's the most dominant. Just look at his stats. Everybody going to throw uh, Jokic out there, Carthony Towns out there, and, and, and so on and so on. But... In my this is just my opinion. Now anybody can come up on the show and, and try to sway my opinion, but I believe they Embiid is the better big man than Jokic. That's just my opinion. Now everybody gonna be like, "Oh no, hold on, Dave," but you know that um Jokic carried his team. Jokic Jokic made sure his team got into the playoff and and. And he did it without MPG. I mean MPJ and Marion. He did it with. He did it with less. <sighs> now, ain't that what a star supposed to do, or a superstar supposed to do? Do you know you're supposed to carry? That's your best player on the team. Whether if you have Michael Porter Jr., whether if you had Jamal uh, Murray, doesn't matter. If Jokic is your best player on the team, then it. It, it shouldn't matter. He's he, he's your best player regardless of these guys there or not. Now, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, in the bubble, they went deep when they had those guys and all this. Yeah, Giannis and them went deep too, but they were the champs last year, but this year, they not. They got eliminated this year. <laughs> so... You know, it's a lot of tick for tat. And I also believe that Embiid had a, a struggling. He, he didn't have a, a, a superb team. Now, his team was better than uh, Denver, at least design-wise, you know, skill-wise a little bit because, you know, before the trade, Ben Simmons wasn't there. He had Seth Curry. He had Tobias Harris, Maxi, and, and Andre Drummond playing behind him and, you know what I mean? But these guys, if you take a bead away from that situation, you're not saying that these are that is a playoff team. It's a possibility they might can make it to the play in, but you're not with them be you you are saying that this is a playoff team. It can get you out of the first round, it's a poss- possibility. Now, with the trade, with James Harden added, 
you know, you you uh, still got to uh, Tobias Harris, and I believe that that trade was uh, it gave away a little bit too much. That's why I always said that Brooklyn got the better end of the deal, even though they got sweat. But um, James Hart wasn't complete one uh, uh, A or one B type thing. James Harden was like a two, really. You know, at times that you would think James Harden was a three. So, Embiid had to carry that team too. And the bench got depleted. And you're not having good role players at times. One minute, uh, Maxie is playing one hell of a game for the first, for the next, what, like the last three games. And then next thing you know, he disappeared. Then, you know, Tobias Harris, I've I always been waiting for this guy to explode. But then, he's not consistent or showing up. Then the bench, I really can't name nobody on the uh, Sixers bench for real because there's nobody on the bench that you can, that's like, yeah, that guy, that's the guy really, for real, for real. So, you know, MB didn't really have that much help. So, I believe that MB should have won MVP this year. And, you know, NBA, they, they just got it wrong. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You feel me? <laughs> they just got it wrong on that situation, in my opinion. Hopefully next year they'll look into it and, you know, they won't just give it to Yoke just because nobody else looked like they didn't deserve it or however their case may be. But, anywho, yeah, the NFL schedule is out, Doug, and I am pumped. Now, my boys got three primetime games this year. I believe they should have got a little bit more than three, but... You know, we ain't make the playoffs understand that we're a new-look team. But we got three. We got a Thursday night. We got a Sunday night. We got a Monday night. But other than that, I'm not going to just talk about my boys. I understand that a lot of people be like, oh, no, you always want to bring your boys in a situation. All right. But just know we got three primetime games this year. <laughs> but um, some key games this year. Um, first of all, starts off the season is the Rams and the Bills. That's going to be a good game. That game, oof, game should be very interesting. Couldn't tell you who I'm picking right now, but, you know, when I start those My Thoughts, My Opinions podcast prediction pool, hopefully y'all join. <laughs> hopefully I get it right, too. You feel me? But that's a good game for the opener. Um... On week one, you know, we got the Broncos and the Seahawks on a Monday night. Russ going back home for the first time. Well, you know, we're going back to Seattle. I ain't going to say it's home, but go back to Seattle for the first time as an opponent on Monday night, like I said. Should be a very interesting game. This Broncos look like the better team right now, especially if Jared Judy can stay out of trouble. Broncos look like a better team, but we'll shall see. The Rams and the 49ers should be a good game on a Monday night on October. You know, with with the Rams trying to run it back, we we, we will see. And the 49ers, if they're going to start Jimmy G, is Jimmy G going to be on the team? Or is it a time for Trey Lance to start off? Is Debo still going to be there? You know, we got some questions about them, 49ers. Our next good game is the uh, Raiders and the Chiefs is the Monday night also in October. That should be a good game, you know, battle, trying to see who can uh, win the division early. 
who can at least get a lead in the division early. So that should be an interesting game. Another interesting game, really. Um, Washington and Philly. <laughs> That's an interesting game on a Monday night. You know, Carson Wentz playing against Philly in his new commander uniform. To see how that should play out. You feel me? And Thanksgiving games we got this shit. Now, I ain't too excited about the Thanksgiving games. Thanksgiving games was cool. You know, I'm thankful for football on, on that day. But, Bills and Lions. I don't think that's going to be a real good contest. But, we shall see. The Giants and the Cowboys. I don't understand why we must see the Lions and the Cowboys every Thanksgiving. <laughs> Golly, and then you put him against the Giants. Hopefully, the Giants can look different. Hopefully, that's don't potentially be a blowout. Hopefully not, though. Um, the Pats and the Vikings. That's a decent game. We can see, you know, the up and coming, up and coming, rising, um, Mac Jones and how this new, uh, New England team looks. So we shall see. You know, especially they don't have. Uh, Josh McDaniels as their uh, coordinator no more. So we shall see. And then we got Christmas games this year. It, it's just the gift that's keep on coming. Uh, we got Christmas games. We got the Packers and the Dolphins. Let's see what Aaron Rodgers and the new look Packers going to look without Devontae. We're going to see how Tua can get it to his new uh, speedy wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Uh, what else we got? We got the Broncos and the Rams. You know, Russ going against, uh, what's my man? What's the quarterback name? Dang. Matthew Stafford. There you go. <laughs> Even though he won, he just won the Super Bowl. I still can't remember that guy's name at times. But, you know, Russ versus Matthew Stafford should be an interesting game. And then, you know, the Bucks and the Cardinals should be a very interesting game. Hollywood get to play on Christmas with his new team and his, Old college buddy Calamari. Should be very interesting. We're going to see how this new Todd Bowles Pat's going to look. You know, under Tom Brady still there and all that good scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I most definitely can't wait the NFL get tuned back in. You feel me? Get these predictions off and hopefully I can win my own league this year. <laughs> nah, cool. <laughs> Shout out to my man, Mike, who won it last year. All right, man. Let's get to the NBA recap, man. Like I said earlier, we will not get a rematch between the Bucks and the Suns in the finals. What? Yeah, I couldn't believe it either, man. Both of them. Both of them went down. Now, the Bucks, eh, they went up against... They went up against a young up-and-coming uh, Boston Celtics. Boston came out and won two straight and put the Bucks out. Now, this is, in my opinion, this is where Jason Tatum came out and showing that he can actually be considered as an elite player, in my, in my opinion. Jason Tatum was averaging 28.3 points a game. Now, don't get me wrong, Giannis didn't have Middleton. He was out. That was like a, you know, 20 plus points missing. But I believe that the, the Celtics is, is that team. And I I, I told y'all that I was I was riding with Boston. 
you know, I know Kurt and Mike is happy about that. You know, they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and all that. But Austin looked like it's going to make the NBA Finals again. But they're going against Miami. And now Miami ain't no, no slouch. And this is going to be a physical match. I can really see this series going seven games. But this is also redemption for Jason Tatum. You know, Jason Tatum was just one game, one dunk away for actually making the NBA Finals against the Lakers in the bubble a couple years ago. And Miami was the team that actually put them out. So I'm pretty sure that um, Jason Tatum is most definitely looking for redemption. Now, could you believe that the Suns did not show up? They did not show up yesterday. I don't believe they even came to warm-ups, Doug. <laughs> Yo, the they they got their ass whooped. Whooped in uh that game seven game. Like I couldn't believe it. I I I expected a, a ass whooping, but I did not believe that. It was going to be the Suns that was getting their ass whooped. Luka, Luka played one hell of a series, man. And all that trash talking that Devin Booker was doing him, you know, back and forth, even though it was nothing but, you know, good competitiveness. You know, but when you when you, when you you talk that shit, though, you got to back it up. And I just really cannot believe that my man CP3 was a no-show. Now, <laughs> I hate to say it that my man is in the playoffs is not looking good. Especially when he's up 2-0 in the series. He is 0-5 when he's up 2-0 in the series. And I think this team is going to kind of have to break up a little bit. And, and I think the, the key, the person that's going to be the outside looking in is DeAndre Aiden. He was supposed to dominate this game. He was not supposed to let Dwight Powell be able to think he can guard him. He was supposed to kill. He was supposed to dominate that paint, man. And for him not to, and he wanted the max extension. And I was rooting for this guy. I believe that at once upon a time, like, man, he can be a top 10 big man in this league. But he has shown me that he couldn't and he didn't. And I think he's going to be the outside looking in. I think that uh, Booker and, and Paul are going to have to try to find something else. I think they're going to have to find a third consistent score. Michael Bridges didn't show up. Um, Jay Crowder didn't show up. Cam didn't show Neither Cam showed up. So it, it, it just it, it just didn't, don't look good. And I think the Suns will be looking for another big man. <laughs> so I, it, they... They just wow. <laughs> I don't even know like what to what to really expect um from them next year. And you know, now we got Boston and Miami for the Eastern Conference. We got Dallas and Golden State for the Western Conference finals. And should be a very interesting game. I see uh Golden State winning this series and it won't be no easy series. Um this series can also go seven. I think this series is going to go seven also. And it's going to be a lot of teams that's going to have to be fighting. <laughs> They're going to be tired by time for the finals, man. So I'm going to go ahead and 
wrap this up, man. I appreciate y'all, man. I, I really do, man. Give Go ahead and give it up for yourselves, man. Go ahead and tell a friend who want to be a friend that can possibly be a friend that this podcast is out here, dog. You know, let them know that I'm giving y'all the opinions that y'all might want to say and might want to hear. You feel me? <laughs> you know, let them know you can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, Pod Beans. And the list probably goes on. You feel me? That's just the name of few. You know, you can catch me on Opulence Radio, Man Cave Mondays, and you can catch me on Thursdays. You can catch me noon and 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Check that radio station out. Dope, dope. You can also follow my Facebook at MyTHTS, My Opinion. It's going to let y'all know what's popping, what's going on with my thoughts, my opinion, what episode I'm dropping. Also, you can follow. My Instagram, my T-H-T-S, my opinion, underscore sports podcast. It's going to let you know the same thing that I just said about the Facebook. You feel me? You know, what episode on, give you a little mini clips and what's going on. You can also follow my Twitter, my T-H-T-S, my opinion. It's going to give you the same thing. And you already know what it is. You catch me on Mondays and Thursdays, ASAP Network, Real Talk. 8 uh, Central Standard Time, you feel me? 9, p- 9 p.m. on Eastern Standard Time. 6 p.m. Western Standard Time. <laughs> you know, whatever you at. Check us out, man. We give out, we talk about that good, good topics of the sports world and give out dope opinions, you feel me? Check us out. They on Roku TV, Apple TV, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Oh. Check the network out. Real dope guys. Real real dope. Different segments all day long. Check them out. Check us out. You feel me? And y'all already know what it is, dog. Yo, if you ain't first, you last. I holla at y'all.